headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Merry Christmas, America. Open phone. It's number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose. Ramsey personality Ken Coleman is my co-host today. So if you want to talk about jobs and work as you head into the new year, this is a good day to do it. Mr. Ken's here, and he's the expert on that. I've always got an opinion, and I'm an expert on my opinion. So uh, you guys jump in at any point. We'll help you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. But Ken... Uh, instead of going straight into the phones, which we typically do, I'm going to take a pause here and say yes. congratulations to the Booth dudes. Yeah, that's right. James Childs, our fearless uh, producer, captain in there. Our fearless producer, James Childs, and uh, Austin Ben. Uh, they just, Andrew, they all do a great job yep. um, making sure that we are doing what we're supposed to do on the, this end of the microphones. And um, for several I don't know, years, I guess, we have hovered in Apple Podcasts around number 10, number 15, sometimes number 8 in the world on the main list of all Apple Podcasts. Um, but today we had a milestone. We've never mm -hmm. done this before. They, they refresh that list, I think, about every 20 seconds, so I don't know how quickly it'll be there. Uh, and won't be there. But uh, as of a few moments ago, we're the number one podcast in the world on uh, Apple. How Way about go. that? And uh, congratulations, you guys. I'm proud of you. Did you hear that, Mom? Did you hear what Dave just yeah. said? Yeah. Very exciting. Ken, Ken Coleman's on the number one podcast in the I, world. I got to go call of my mom any and kind, dad. In any category. It's yeah. not some nuanced, you know, <laughs> southern uh, double wide trailer broadcast uh, number one. We're the number one in that, right? Oh, no, this is funny. the whole freaking thing. Uh, the numero uno. And that's a big deal. I got a few elementary school teachers that are having a heart attack right now if they're here. Yeah, that. well, I guarantee you I do. But my speech <laughs> teacher is not. My speech teacher, Mr. Burner. Oh, Mr. Burner. Mr. Burner and, uh, in element, in uh, uh, middle school. He was a believer in Dave Seventh Ramsey? and eighth grade. Well, he sent me out there. We had these things called forensics. Yeah. Which was a speech club. Yeah, sure. And he went around to other schools and Debated. Gave, gave memorized speeches or oh, did debates yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Burner knew I could talk. Uh, he wasn't sure I could do anything else, but he knew I could talk. And here I am making a living. Who knew it? So way to go, Mr. Burner. This is to you. Well done. <laughs> uh, open phones at 888-825-5225. We'll start this hour with Canada. Megan is with us. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. It's an absolute honor to speak to both of you today. You too. What's up? Um, so I have a, a quick question. Um, I have a brother-in-law who is being completely enabled by my mother-in-law and father-in-law. He is currently still living at home. He's almost 40 years old and he has some, uh, he has a drug addiction problem as well as he's currently not working. And my major concern is that, you know, my, my in-laws are getting older. They're almost 80. Um, and We've recently purchased a house, and it has a complete separate in-law suite. Um, they kind of, their eyes kind of got a little bit big when they saw the new house that we purchased for ourselves. And they made mention, like, oh, isn't this just a lovely place for you guys to potentially rent out later down the line? Kind of hinting at the fact that potentially um, the brother could potentially move in with us. Mm -hmm. How do I politely explain to them I have zero desire of him moving into our house? You don't. Um, Your husband does. <laughs> It's his mother, uh, not yours. 
Absolutely, I agree with you. Does your um, husband have a backbone, or does he need to run down to Walmart and pick one up? I think I need to buy him one for Christmas. Okay, all three. All three at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> all three. Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently... Now, listen, if you, if you do it, you're going to be the Wicked Witch of the West until they die. Okay. Because one thing about enablers, they don't think they're enablers. They think they're nice. And if you don't participate in their enabling, by definition, you are not nice. Mm-hmm. So you see this like with that? very, very clear <laughs> eyes. Your yeah. husband. Does your husband agree I'm, with I'm you? I'm not kidding. Does your, your husband needs to head this off at the pass. What's 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 brother's name? First name? Joe. 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 Good. Okay. So brother just catches, you know. Me, mom, and papa at the at the dinner table and says, "Hey, just to let you guys know, uh, Joe's not moving in with us as long as I'm breathing." That's her husband's job. Okay. You so don't say no a word. You, you sit there and just kind. Of, you sit there and kind of dab the corners of your eye like you're crying. Okay. You well, don't say a word. What was the question, Megan? There's no way to what. For me to politely bring this up. No, no. Why do like, you keep going back to you? Do you why not do you understand? have to do it? Because I have the backbone. I know. But you can you can mm-hmm. share yours with him. My wife does it all the time. She says, sick him. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> that is true. Well, in Stacey's case, too, she's as sweet as she can be. But but she makes it very clear what her position is on some things at times. And and it that means it's clear that I need to get on that page. Yeah, you don't have a brother-in-law <laughs> problem. You have a husband problem. That's exactly right. So do you pick those up at Walmart, too, new ones? Or oh, do I do that? that's a I whole can? separate no. call. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> and to get with Dr. John Deloney, your marriage counselor, or whatever else. But I honestly, I would just say, honey, if I talk to your mom about this, this is not going to go well. They're going to be angry with me, and I don't want that. It is your family. It's actually your job, and uh, I'm going to encourage you. Uh, I'm going to give you a stiff cup of coffee, a stiff kick in the rump, and you're going to go talk to your mother and dad And at some point when it comes up gently and be kind and just say, you know, you don't want to be as rough as I was a minute ago, but just mom and dad, look, we've got this house. And, I, you know, you guys were all big eyed about the moving about, you know, us having an apartment to rent. We might rent it out someday, but we won't be renting it out to Joe. Yeah. And you need to know that ahead of time. And Joe, you know, I go ahead and tell Joe, Joe, you're not moving in. I love you, but I hate what you've become. And I'm not going to participate in your drug addiction, your laziness and your parasitical involvement with mom and dad you're a parasite you need to you need to you know i'll help you i'll coach you i'll love you and help you get up on your feet and actually become a man and go be somebody but you ain't living in my house dude okay and that's your husband's job a hundred percent of the time that you say one word or even agree using your eyes you're going to get blamed for this don't let this land on you it's not your fault okay Make him do it. Yeah. He, he can do it because he does agree with you, but he comes yeah. from enablers, which are nice people, and they build a family script that anyone that goes against nice people is, by definition, mean people. And that's that's running around in your husband's head. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Okay. No, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, and you're <laughs> not mean, and you're not crazy, and you're not, you know, you are sweet. And you're being protective of your own home space, which you should be. This is called boundaries. And when you set up boundaries for people that don't have any, they generally don't like it. 
so you don't need to be the one doing it. This is The Ramsey Show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, if you can't even remember the last time you had half an hour to yourself, be honest, ask why. It's probably because everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving your life. And when you can't keep carrying that load, talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through your challenges with time, boundaries, commitments, and your own self-worth. Therapy can be incredible for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make that happen. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. You know, Ken, I was bragging on our team here for um, the number one podcast position on Apple, uh, but I really should brag also on our listeners, yeah. because one of the things that has really substantially moved the needle, no kidding, for real, I'm not ja- I'm not jazzing with you, that's the truth, is that we started asking you guys, and then you did it, to subscribe mm-hmm. To whatever format you're listening, YouTube, podcast, you know, whatever it is, subscribe and to review and leave a five star and to uh, share a link or click the share button if the format you're using, the platform you're using has a has a share button. So sharing and subscribing and reviewing affects these numbers dramatically uh, because it lets other people listen, tells other people we're here. It's great marketing. Uh you know, you guys are great marketing. Thank you for sharing. So like when you read a good book, uh, you tell other people, you got to read this book, man. Or you see this movie, you go, man, you've seen that movie. That's great. Same thing with a podcast. And we thank you for that. You guys, a bunch of you in this calendar, you're more than ever before have shared, have subscribed and have positively reviewed us. Thank you for that. Yes. We really appreciate you. There's a reason that we're number one on apple right now thank you thank you thank you for that and i'll keep bragging on all of you so i can keep saying it over and over and over <laughs> because it's pretty stinking cool all right Stephen is in chicago hi Stephen. welcome to the ramsey show hey gentlemen how are you doing today better than i deserve what's up yeah i um so when i was young um i lost both my parents when i was younger and i received a trust um as a result of that and I kind of just wanted to pick your guys' brains and how I can continue to grow those assets. Um, right now I'm 26, and I kind of have no idea which direction to kind of move with those. Okay. How much How much did you get? Uh, 804000 And you're in charge of the entire trust? Uh, yes, I work with a financial advisor on it. I know, but you're in charge of it. Yes, correct. Yeah, you tell the financial advisor what to do. He doesn't tell you what to do. Yes. Okay. That's the way it should be, by the way. The first thing you're looking for in financial people, and you, you've got to be careful because the way you use your words around me, I'll catch on, okay? Um, mm-hmm. the, the thing you're looking for is the heart of a teacher. Their job is to give you ideas and tell you why those ideas might work. That's called teaching. 
Their job is not to do everything, and you go, oh, I got a guy that takes care of everything. That's how people lose all their money. Okay. Because the guy that takes care of everything never does. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's You know, you re- hear these sports guys, you know, make – NFL player makes ten million bucks sign, signing bonus. He's twenty two years old, twenty three years old, and uh, you know then he's thirty years old and he's bankrupt because I got me a guy. That's what they tell me when I'm working with him in the NFL. I got me a guy, to which I always yell at them, "You're the guy." Okay, <laughs> you follow me? I do it at a distance because yeah. they're big, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you you're the guy. You 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 understand? So that's first thing. Then the second mm-hmm. thing is, what are you going to invest in after you learn about it that you're comfortable with? Now, um, you know, and, and I guess then the third thing is, is I would set up your lifestyle if I were you, where you don't need any of this money, where you work, earn your own money, and you, you know, you're building your own life. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to continue to do. And I guess, um, Dave, since I've kind of known this in the back of my mind that I have it, um, you know. I feel guilty for kind of being in this position of having that. And no then, reason to feel guilty unless you live off and, of it and become a useless trust fund baby. Well, then you yeah, should feel that's guilty. What I, that's what I don't want yeah. um, to happen. But um, hey, let me so, see, Steve, Let me give you three questions that you don't have to answer on the spot right here. But I think this is a good exercise. You may have answered them. I would I would give you these three questions to get clear answers on, and it'll help you do what you need to do with this money. And there's no guilt. What I want to do? That's professional. What do I want to have? That's personal. And then what do I want to mm-hmm. give? And that's that's about others focused. I think that those are three big 30-year questions. And if you get the answers to those, I would want this money to be able to advance those very clear, big goals. What do I want to do? What do I want to have? That's some material stuff that, that matters to you. And then what do I want to give? Mm-hmm. I think and you could add anything to those three questions, but those are real simple to be able to have a long-term vision that this money can now fuel. That's so, the way I want you to come at it. So, Stephen, okay. I'll tell you kind of like we told our kids when they were your age and uh, or they were a little bit younger than you. We sat down and we showed them what the Ramsey net worth has become. I said, mm-hmm. um, this is not you hit the lottery moment. Mm-hmm. Because as for our house, we serve the Lord. And what that means in this moment of you seeing our net worth for the first time, because they didn't grow up thinking they were rich kids. We didn't allow that although they were, um, we, they grew up, you know, having to work and learning, learn, learn a skill and become useful human beings. Um, and, and so I said, you, what you've got with this money is not the blessing of never having to do anything. What you got is a tremendous responsibility. You are going to be what I am, a manager of God's money for him and his glory. And if you are not going to manage this money for him and for his glory, you will not be getting the money. And so that's how this goes. That's how I told our kids. And so what that does, if you step back and you say, my job is to manage this for the legacy of my family, mm-hmm. whoever it was that did such a great job with money that left it to you, you want to honor that by by furthering this. And the first way you do that is you, you, you earn your own living and you don't live out of this money. Number two, you, you take this money and you manage it you well, like you were managing it for someone else that you care deeply about, uh, which would be the memory, the legacy of the family for the Lord, however you want to view that. And so, and that means you get with someone that has the heart of a teacher, then I'm investing it. If I'm you basic stuff, 
I would start with a series of just good growth stock mutual funds, just very mm-hmm. simple stuff. Like this was your 401k. Like you had 800,000 in your 401k and lots of people have 800,000 in their 401k, by the way. So I would just start it like that. And I put my personal 401k and a lot of my mutual fund investing in four types of mutual funds, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. I personally spread mine out 25% in each of those four. And I look for mutual funds that have long track records that have outperformed the S&P. And that's how I pick them. And my financial advisor, my Ramsey SmartVestor Pro that I work with, that has the heart of a teacher, will bring me three or four funds that meet those guidelines. We'll discuss those three or four. And based on his input and uh, his work to get it to that point, I will choose then what I want to do with my money. And he will go do with my money what I tell him to do. And that's what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. You see the difference? Yeah, definitely. So, and you go ahead and put in your corner a tax person that you trust. You put in your corner an estate planner that you trust. You put in your corner an insurance person that you trust. All of these people are in the financial arena, which means all of them are required to have the heart of a teacher. When I hire a lawyer, in a lawsuit or in some other situation, their job is not to tell me what to do. Although some of them took that class in law school and occasionally they get fired by me for doing that because I'm not putting up with an arrogant, butt attorney. So you're going to do what I tell you to do in my situation, but you're here to advise me and teach me the law in that situation. That's different than my lawyer said. I have to, my lawyer don't say I have to do nothing. He has to do stuff. I said, that's the way that works. Same thing with you, dude. That's what I want you to do on all this. And I'm not being a smart aleck, but the, the point is that people get this stuff backwards because we feel insecure and lacking in knowledge. And so we want to trust the professional, turn our back and walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's how the patient dies on the table. Don't do that. You stay in the surgery. You want to learn how this happens. You get your hands in the blood and guts and you make sure this stuff goes. You're managing it. You're the manager. These other people are advisors, they're helpers, they're teachers. And build you a little board of directors, and you're going to be worth $8 million in about 20 minutes if you'll do this. Time you're 40, this will be $8 million if you'll watch what you're doing. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen and We have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. 
Ken Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. If you're listening to us live, the Ramsey Cash giveaway ends at midnight tonight, December the 20th, Wednesday. If you register for free, no purchase necessary, you uh, will be registered to win and possibly be one of the winners for the $5,000 grand prize giveaway. RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. Jared is in Milwaukee. Hi, Jared. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks. Sure. What's up? I've got some cash stashed aside for eventually a house purchase. Um, right now, I'm 23 years old, renting an apartment. I'm single. I make about 90000 a year. Um my monthly rent is right around a thousand dollars, and I've got around two hundred and seventy thousand dollars saved up for a house. <laughs> you are a stud, man! Way to go! I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I you get, know how I weird that know. is, right? Not really. It's weird. It's a good weird. Is it? When I call you weird around here, it's a compliment because normal's broke and stupid in America. Okay, you don't want to be normal. You're amazing, man. Way to go. Thanks. 275000 Where is it? Under the mattress? It's it's all at a bank. That's all at a good. a local credit union. Right now, it's making about 4%. Not bad. That's okay. So, I mean, in all reality, that 4% covers my monthly rent right now. I just don't know if there's a better route, better plan, better something that I can use that money for to make more. What's your timeline? When do you think you're going to do the uh, do the house purchase? Probably in the next three years. Okay. All right. Well, here's the number. Here's some numbers for you. Okay. There's really that. There's really no medium investment investing. There's conservative, which is in a savings account, and you're not going to lose any money, but you're not going to make much money, which is where you are right now. You're making four percent. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you park it there for the next three years, you're not going to make a bunch of money on your money, but you're not going to lose any money. And it turns out we already figured out what the secret sauce is. It's Jared. You're the secret sauce. It isn't the investment. None of that money, none of that 275000 is in there because you are some kind of uh, big-time investor. It's in there because you're a big-time saver, right? Yep. Okay, so you're the secret sauce, so it's okay if you leave it there. You follow me? Yep. Now, the other end of the spectrum is you could move some or all of the money towards something like an S&P 500 index mutual fund. All right? If you did that this year, I haven't pulled it up in a while. I'll try to do it. Hey, Ken, pull up S&P 500, see what the return is for the year while I'm yakking. I I think it's north of 15% for the year right now. Okay, but okay. the mutual funds are that S and P follows what the stock market does. The stock market is up this calendar year from January to December. You follow me? Yep. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. And um, last time I looked was a couple months ago. It was up 15 percent for the year. And so, uh, but anyway, it could go down though. If it went down 10 percent, you'd lose like twenty thousand bucks. Twenty six percent. Twenty six point two for the year. For the year. Yeah, I thought it's way up. That's that's not realistic. Okay? Well, yeah, we've had a big jump. Yeah, we've got a big jump because interest rates went down and we got a election coming. All this stuff. So, okay, 
You, but anyway, the S&P has averaged about 11.6% since it began. So what I do, Jared, is I'll throw money in there knowing I could lose some, but if I make 10 instead of four, well, that's pretty good. That's another 6% on your 300,000. So that's another 20 grand or 30 grand you're making on your money. Okay. Yep. Okay. So if you want to move some of it, but, but you, you got to understand that can go down. Here's your actual numbers. 99% of the five year periods, any potential consecutive five years, 99 times out of a hundred have made money in the S and P since it began. Okay. Safe bet if you're going to leave it alone five years or more that you're going to be okay to put your money in that. Okay. 67%, two out of three times, it makes money on a three-year period. Okay. Yep. So you got a one in three chance you lose some money with your plan if you move some that way. Now, I have been investing a long time, and I've got a little extra money. This is very precious money for you, and you're young, and this is your first ride. So I don't know if you can emotionally handle losing $10,000 on this. Okay. But if you can and you want to move half of it over into S&P, you could do that fairly safely with a three-year horizon. But you don't have to do that. You, you can just sit where you are because, truthfully, the reason you have money is because of Jared, not because of some sophisticated financial strategy. Okay. And so I, you know, let me just tell you, I think in your case, if I woke up in your shoes, I would just tell you, keep it in that, in that 4% account. If you're just dying to try something, move 50 grand or something over into an S and P. But, um, but I, I just leave it there. I just think I don't want you to become disillusioned, uh, because you are, you've worked so hard for this money. Yeah. And I have the feeling he's planning to save up for an all-cash purchase it feels like that we didn't ask but he's already got 270 Man. so at that rate what's he going to save over the next three years a lot yeah i mean if you're jared's mom and dad <laughs> and you're listening touchdown yeah way to go you raised an adult freaking amazing he's not a victim mm -hmm. he's not whining he's not afraid of work god that's awesome Lord, help us. Get us more Jareds. That's awesome. Way to go, man. Well done. Trish is with us in Maine. Hi, Trish. How are you? Hi, Trish. Hi, I'm doing well. Good. What's up? How are you? Better than I deserve. How I, can I help? Um, so I just, I sold my house over the summer, and I paid off all of my debt except for my Jeep, and I got my CDL, and I'm a truck driver, and I was just wondering how to manage my money, uh, like where to put it. Um, I do want to purchase a house in the future. You're living in the truck right now? I, I am. Okay, cool. Driving over the road. We've got a sleeper. Yeah. Look at you, girl. How old are you? I'm, I'll be 39 in January. How many states you been in the last year? Um, all of them except for California, Oregon, and um, Washington. Yeah, California made it no fun for a trucker to come in there, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, not really. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah, there's there's some taxes and stuff. You be careful there, girl. <laughs> anyway, way to go. How much you're you seeing the world. I like you. How much do you make, Trish? Uh, well, I mean, I get paid by the mile, so it varies. I mean, what are you going to make uh, in the cap? What are you going to pay taxes on 23? Uh, probably 55, 60. 
thousand. Okay, good for you. And you're seeing the world. All right. Pretty much. Yeah. So, what's your question? Um, how to? What am I doing with my income? Um, I know from like uh, I have to save a certain amount, and I have to put invest a certain amount, and mm-hmm. then I have the rest. Mm-hmm. But obviously, well, you I got have, a cheap. Like, you got a cheap thing. debt. What, have you got any money to pay off the cheap? Um, I do. The only reason why I didn't pay it is because the payoff amount is the same as the remainder of my payments, and I just at the time the remainder of your what? The remainder of the payments that I have, I only have like two years left. No, of that, that, no. Do you have the money to pay off the jeep today? Yes, I do. Pay it off when you get off the phone. That's step okay. one. Step two is okay. you need to have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. Do you have, have that re- done? If you pay off the cheap, do. do you still have that? Yes. You got a lot of money. You're doing good. Okay. Then no, you no. start putting 15% of your income into retirement. Get online at Ramsey Solutions and click on SmartVestor for a SmartVestor Pro near you. They'll sit down with you and help you get started with your first Roth IRAs. And you can rock and roll with that. If you've got a 401k with a trucking company, you may want to look at that. But I want you putting 15% of your income into retirement with a paid-off Jeep and an emergency fund, and you're on your way. Have, a, have fun out there. Drive safe. Merry Christmas. If you own a gun like I do, you have to know the best ways to keep yourself and your loved ones safe responsibly which is why the U.S. Concealed Carry Association is giving away their complete concealed carry and family defense guide 100% free. The USCCA gives away resources like this to responsibly armed Americans because they believe you should have everything you need to be ready for the mental, physical, legal, and financial effects of self-defense. This is a company I trust, and this is material you can't afford to be without. So get your free family defense guide at uscca.com slash Ramsey right now. That's uscca.com slash Ramsey. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That young lady driving and seen every state. But um, I guess I, I, somehow I had in my head overrode was making more than fifty grand, sixty grand. Uh, well, they absolutely can. So, give you an idea, you know, it depends on the company. But Walmart famously was hiring drivers last year uh, for ninety thousand starting pay. So it depends on the company, depends on the experience. But yeah, you, she will eventually make more than that. I would guess that in her situation, it's either the company or it's her status. So she's early on. Okay, that could be. Yeah, All right. it's on the low side. Caitlin is with us in Chicago. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Um, so, I've, so I've got a question around renting for another year or buying in a few few months. Mm-hmm. So 26 years old. Right now I rent with my husband, and we've got a three-year-old, and we've got 125000 saved, but that's like all of our savings. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your household income? Um, well, like every month after like taxes and everything, we take about, take home about 8,500. Okay. So that's a hundred thousand a year. So you're making about 140 probably. Okay. And, um, 130, something like that. Um, how much debt do you have? Nothing. Nothing. No car debt? Nope. Nope. No student loan debt? Nope. 
Good for you. What do y'all do for a living? Uh, I work for McDonald's, mm-hmm. and then my husband works for like a digital marketing firm. Oh, okay. What do you do for Mickey D? Uh, I'm on the menu team over oh. at corporate. At yeah. corporate. Yeah, I know you're corporate probably at Chicago. Nice. Okay, cool. Good yeah. for you. Well done. All right. Good. Um, what's the house price we're looking at? Like four twenty four ish is like what would be get us like enough bedrooms, enough space, mm-hmm. and something that's like not a fixer upper. Yeah, so like good. I like that, that plan. So here's a couple of rules we use uh, to cause people to be in a healthy situation, not a I got house fever, lost my mm-hmm. mind, and did something stupid situation. Okay. So rule number one is to be debt-free, which you are. Rule number two is when you make your down payment, you need to retain enough to call your emergency fund, which is three to six months of household expenses. We'll call that okay. 15 grand, 20 grand in your situation. Okay. So you got a hundred or so to put down now. Mm-hmm. Okay. The third thing is don't take out ever, never take out more than a 15-year fixed rate where the payment okay. is more than a fourth of your take-home pay. That's the max. You can qualify okay. for almost twice that much, but that doesn't mean you need to be that stupid. Don't do that. Keep it conservative so you can get the house paid off in less than 15 years. That's the goal, okay? Okay. Because that's a key to building wealth long-term. It's a, it's a pinch short-term. Uh, but I think all of that will still work for you. Then the last thing is, if you can figure it out, and you're right on the bubble on this one, if you can make it your uh, make a down payment of 20% or more with a conventional Fannie Mae loan, you avoid PMI, private mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. And PMI costs you about $75 a month per 100000 borrowed. So we're talking about $225 a month on three hundred k. That's pretty okay. substantial. And all that is is foreclosure insurance that you buy for the mortgage company. If they have to foreclose on you, it covers them. It does nothing for you. Okay. But if you put down 20%, you have an 80% loan-to-value ratio, L to V, then you avoid having to buy that ridiculous PMI. All right. So I'd love for you to do that one. It's not mandatory, but you can see from the numbers that it's a – you know, it's a really cool thing to avoid that. Um, yeah. But the other things I would call mandatory for your future wealth building, and I think you're right on the bubble of being able to do all that, depending on when you do this. And I would go ahead and purchase sometime in the this coming cal in 24. Now, if right. ra- rates right this second have been coming down for the last uh, 30 or 45 days, all right. Uh, and people are all worried about interest rates, interest rates, interest rates, interest rates. Listen, don't worry about interest rates. What I want you to do is buy a house the way I just described. That's what I think will cause you to win. And you marry the house and you date the rate. You follow me? Right. You're buying the right house. And then if the rates come down, just refinance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get a six and some change right now and they come down to three or four, refinance. Okay. But you still got the right house. So you marry the house and you date the rate. The mortgages are temporary. Houses are a lot less than temporary. They're not permanent, but they're a lot less than temporary. Yeah. Okay. I got to ask her two questions, Dave. Okay. All right. First, 
Uh, earlier today, Caitlin, we're very excited, proud of the team. We were rated the number one podcast on all of Apple iTunes. So this is stuff people want to know from a Mickey D's menu expert. Anything exciting coming out in 2024 on the new menu? I'm not asking that you to that tell you're us. allowed to tell. I know you can't tell us. Just can't. What can you tell us? People want to know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you do know, but you don't know what you can say. Is, well, there, is there something exciting coming? Can you tell us that? Yes or no? McDonald's every day is exciting. Oh, great corporate oh, answer. All right, last you're, question. You're amazing. Yeah, you should run for office. That was a great answer. <laughs> uh, that would work on Meet the Press every Sunday. All right, uh, <laughs> next question. What's your all-time favorite menu item? Probably double cheeseburger. Okay. Or the nugget. The oh, nugget. Interesting. Mm. All right, mine's the Big Mac. The Big Mac. Special okay. sauce, lettuce, cheese. I mean, that's it. That's that's a a good one. Child of the 80s right there. So there you go. Child of the 70s, too. I'll get you that one. <laughs> In 1976, it was $1.16 to get a Mac and a co- small no Coke. No way. And we'd go through drive-thru when we were in high school. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a inflation. different world. You're old, Ramsey. You're dead gum right, and I'm proud of it. I'm alive. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, By the way, wow. Dave, you were talking to her about a 15-year rate. Today, right this moment, it's at 6.2. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so at a low 6. For 15-year. Right but, I mean, it was up 7 and some change That's just correct. 30 days ago. That's right. Yeah, so uh, we're seeing the rates trend in the right direction. And what's happening is, here's what's weird. It's Christmas time, which is a weird time for people to put houses on the market, but a bunch of people listed their houses in the last three weeks. Without question. Yeah. The uh, inventory's coming back up. So yeah. we may see a real estate revival in the spring, um, which you can pretty well count on the fed trying to make sure that biden stays in office and drops this rate what, uh, what are you saying dave i'm just saying that there's a there's a plan here there's a plan that sus as george would say suspect apparently that's a thing to say sus now but you know there you go i don't know it's about like that student that's loan something forgiveness I thing that was never going to happen hear you say yeah. Why in the crap did they run these rates up so they could run them down and look like heroes? Oh, there's that. Yeah. Okay. What do mm. I know? Yeah. Had to stop his inflation, so then he then he can be the hero, stopping yeah. the inflation, be the hero, and stop and, and get rid of the uh, all caused by yeah self self induced. Yeah. Okay. What do I know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a little cranky about I it. I have Dave. I have the uh, I have the gift of cynicism. It's you do. A spiritual gift. You do. You do. I have insight uh, into these things. I kind of got I kind of got uh, into that higher rate on my. Uh, on my savings account, on that, uh, that, that, uh, it's going down. You know, I'm a little weird. disappointed I about, about that in years. I was telling one of my buddies about this. So in 1981, I was in college. Yeah. Right. My grandpa, who never touched the stock market with a 10 foot pole, but he saved like a crazy man, he saved everything he made, uh, had money markets. He was so proud of his money markets over at the savings and loan. I got oh, money markets. At those rates. You know what? He had dad gum money market paying 14% <laughs> at one point. Yeah. That's no joke. That was crazy. I mean, yeah. that's a savings account paying 14% in that's 1981. Right. That's right. But, I mean, fixed rates on mortgages were 17 and a half. Yep. So right. there you go. That's a, what a wild world. Yeah. It's like a credit card or something. Yeah. 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 But I, distant memory, foggy, way back there. But I can still <laughs> see him talking about it with that gleam in his eye. He was so excited that his money markets were performing at such a high rate. The only time in history you saw a double-digit money market rate of return. Over ten percent. I'm I mean, guessing though he wasn't carrying a mortgage or or would oh he yeah he didn't, see him. he didn't see any debt but he also didn't touch stock market because he was a child of the Great Depression he was twenty six when the market too speculative cracked. yeah he wasn't gonna touch that yeah that's gambling I'm not doing that <laughs> he saved every dime he made though he was amazing he's a good man wow this is how it's done boys and girls that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.
Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose, is my host this hour. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Merry Christmas to you, America. We're glad you're here. Kate's in San Antonio, Texas. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi. How are y'all? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um. Yeah. So basically, I kind of like just started. Uh, I just got introduced to you. I started binging everything, and I'm going to like try to be as fast as possible. Um, but and so I'm trying to get working on the baby steps. Um, I'm like, yeah. So. My problem is income. It's really not that great. And so I'm wanting to increase it. And I found some like courses that I think could really help me increase my income so that I can really like get ahead on this stuff. But um, unfortunately, like it kind of does involve, I guess, still borrowing money a little bit. Um, and I don't know if that might be a good investment to make or if I should like, I don't know, try to figure out something else. Okay, let's start with some facts. What do you make right now, and what are you doing to make that? What's your income? Oh yes, yes, sir. So right now, um, I make like thirty thousand um with one job. I work, you know, I have a day job. I have a job on the weekends that I make a couple hundred at with as well. Um, what are you doing? So, What's what? What kind of work for the thirty k? Um, I work for the state. Okay, doing and, what? Yeah, like clerical work. Okay. Clerical. Okay. And what, what, what what are these classes you're thinking about? So it's a business analytics class, and I did a lot of research in my area, and the salary for that um, can be up to you know thirty to thirty to sixty, or sorry, not thirty, fifty to sixty thousand um, entry levels. What's so, the class um, cost? The class costs nine thousand. You don't need to go in debt for that. Well, I I don't I don't have any way to save for it really because. Um, everything that I'm doing is kind of keeping me at a baseline and paying off like the base of my debt right now. How much debt do you have now? Like 30,000. On what? For student loans, my car. What's your degree in? Oh, um, I didn't finish. That was just for one semester. Mm, 30,000 for one semester. Well, not sorry for one year, not one semester. Still. Okay. Wow. How much of the car, how, how much is the car of that debt? Uh, ten thousand. Mm-hmm. So, what are you twenty five? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You sound like yes, okay. sir. Sounds, sounds like about about the takes about that long to make a mess this big. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, You're I'm okay. trying to get out of it. That's why. And I All right, was Kate, like, here, here's here's what example, we need to do. We need to back up. Yes, sir. The re yes, the sir. thing that's motivating you is I need a better job. I need a better career field. That's yes, what's sir. motivating you, and I agree with that motivation. Is that correct? Um, yes, sir. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be a secretary at the state making 30. I want to be doing something that makes 60, 80, 90 or a hundred. That's what you're, that's what was running through your brain. That's what got us here. It wasn't, you woke up one morning and go, you know, since I was six, I always wanted to do business analytics. That didn't come up. You just are right, looking for yes, some sir. more money. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So that means you have called on the perfect day because Ken Coleman's goal in life is to help you find the highest paying possible job that 
you are passionate about and good at and love going to work every day, not just mm-hmm. more money. And it's not business analytics for you. So you're on, yeah. Ken. Ready? Go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you've done a lot of thinking about the type of work that you love. You thought about it when you went into college. What What do you want to do? And don't get hung up on job title. What kind of work would you love to do if you knew you couldn't fail and we got you fast forward into the type of work? What kind of work do you want to do? Um, yes, sir. So, so really, um, I would love to uh, be an educator. And I did work in education um, that's kind of also what was um, what was helping me, like, with school and stuff. I was like, okay, I can get this job and I can be an educator, but... Um, teaching who? I, teaching those people what? Um, for me, it was uh, typically about middle age to high school kids. Okay, middle school, and high I'm school. Very, yes, yes, sir. Middle school, high school, I'm very passionate about, like, you know, geography, social studies, and world languages. So I would really like to um, teach them those about okay. those things. So the problem with that is, or it's not a problem, the requirement for that is got to have a degree. And yes, sir. we can't afford school right now. So right. as long as we know what the long-term play is, now we begin mm-hmm. to back into this and we go, okay, we know what it takes to get out of debt and we're, we're going to mm-hmm. walk you through the baby steps. We can help you there, but we've got to take yes, care of that now so that we position yes. ourselves for the yeah, next. So that uh, the 35-year-old Kate is in high school teaching geography. Yes, sir. Now, what are the steps to get there? Yes. So we got to get out of um, debt. So we got to get out of debt yes, first, right? We debt, can't go right. to school. We're not going to get a student loan. I just pulled up a headline today. Millions of people are not paying their student loan payment right now. So I don't want you yes. to do what everybody else is doing because what everybody else is doing is going to make you further broke. Yep. All right. Yes. Sir. So we've got to get out of debt now, and mm-hmm. then we've got to cash flow school so that you can come out and make the median income for teachers in the United States right now is about 61000 But that's that yes, could sir. be higher depending on where you teach. The, 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 right. the next class you take is going to be after you're debt-free, yep. and it's going to be tw- towards becoming a geography teacher in high school. That's right. That's the next class you take. It's not a business analytics class. And you're going to pay cash that's for it. that class when you take it. In the meantime, what are we going to do? Every high-paying mm-hmm. side job, that you can come up with. You don't need to see the inside of a restaurant unless you're working there. You don't need to go (laughs) on vacation. You need to go get your life back because right now all this crap owns you. You don't own it. Mm -hmm. And so you're about to get in gear. I want you working 80, 90 hours a week, every high-paying side hustle. I don't want you taking anything cute or fun on the side. I want you to take stuff that makes a lot of money. As long as it's legal and moral and you're not ashamed to do it, I want you to go do it. Right now, I want you to make as much. If you walk dogs or you pick up dog poop, I don't care what it is. I want you to make as much money as you can make in a short period of time. Ready, set, go. Because the faster you get this debt paid off and the faster you have $10,000 in the bank is how fast you take the first class and then the second class and then the third class, and then you become a geography teacher. Don't worry about overworking. Just before you die, you will pass out. Don't worry about it. Have at it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Hustle. Grind. Get it. Get it, get it, get it. That's how you do it. Hold on. We're going to have Austin pick up and get you signed up for Ken's stuff. We're going to give it all to you free. It's the uh, Get Get Clear Clear Assessment. assessment. You need to take that and make sure you're right on track. And the uh, From Paycheck to Purpose book, we're going to give them both to you. Now, get it. Get it. Here's the deal, Kate. 
$2,500 a month would knock this debt out in one year. It is doable doing it the way Dave told you. It's just working really hard and putting every cent towards the debt. Get it! Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose, the book Proximity Principle, both of them number ones. He also did an assessment that we gave that last caller called the Get Clear Assessment. It is one of the most popular things in the Ramsey store right now. Um, a ton of you come and uh, get that. I, I, Ken, what do we charge for it? Like 30 bucks? 30 bucks, yeah. 30 bucks. And it takes you about uh, 20, 25 minutes to take the thing, max. Oh, yeah. Maybe max. less. Yeah. And then it spits out the things you are good at, the things you love, the passions, yeah. and helps you identify the direction you're going. It's not merely a personality profile. We have the disc personality profile in our website on yeah. our, in our store as well and a lot of people take that i love that i've used it for almost 40 years now but we th- this uh, get clear assessment is a step two step three steps beyond yeah. that in that it takes that same kind of information and then says okay here's where you'll end up right yeah well it's a self-awareness profile it lets you know okay if i have a lack of confidence maybe i'm feeling a little imposter syndrome this is what i'm really good at in other words your skills think of your skills or talent as power tools then the second measurement is passion. In other words, what work do I look forward to and lose myself in? And then the third element is what motivates me? You ever wondered if you need to go to a conference or read a book to get motivated? The answer is you really don't. Motivation is about understanding what gets you up out of bed because these results fire you up. So the three elements come together. We call it a purpose statement, and it shows you what purpose and work looks like. And it's actually a job description. If I spend most of my day using what I do best to do what I love to produce results that matter to me, guess what? I'm on fire. And you have a famous phrase, you know, you can't you can't light wet wood. It's the idea of you want to hire people who know what they're supposed to be doing with their life. And that's what this is. It gives you great personal and professional direction. Yeah. No, the, I think that probably comes from that guy that came in one day and said, I'm burnt out. And I said, that's impossible. You were never on fire. Yeah, I so, love that um, story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's an example, right? Like, he guy had no idea what seat on the bus or even what bus he belonged on. And here's the key to that, the Get Clear assessment of why it matters. If you want to increase your income, you'll do it by increasing your impact. And, and when you are attractive as a, as a candidate, as a, an actual employee getting promoted, that all leads to a bigger paycheck, which means we get through the baby steps faster. That's the tie. Well, and in the hiring and firing sections in Entree Leadership, and we're teaching businesses right. and leaders about proper hiring and firing, one of the things I tell people to look for, one of the 12 hiring principles, is hire people whose eyes light up That's right. when they talk about so doing good. that job. So good. You know, you, your body language changes, their octave yep. changes, their eyes sparkle when they talk about the opportunity to do that job. That's the kind of thing you need to be aiming at with your life. Yeah. And Get Clear helps you do that. That's why I'm so proud of this material. It does really well, Ken. It's wonderful stuff. Thank you. All right. Uh, Daryl's in Roanoke, Virginia. Hi, Daryl. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Ken. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas, sir. How can we help? Thanks for taking my call. I, 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 for my question to make sense, I'm going to lead in with a couple quick points. Um, I'm getting ready to turn 53. I'm already retired. Uh, my wife is scheduled to receive my pension um, if I pass away before her. We just paid off our house. We are otherwise debt-free, 
and I'm 30 years into a term life policy, and I really want to let go of it before it gets expensive. So I was just calling to see if that would be the good thing for me to do. How much have you got in investments? How much do I have in investments? Yes, sir. Uh, I have my pension from my, my former employer. That, that's a, that's and, a pay stream to your wife if you die. I'm talking about investments. I, I have uh, very little because we were uh, kind of a low-income family, and I didn't really have much to put away. 30-year okay. um, term is out them. there, but 30-year term is unusual. Are you sure you have term insurance? You sure it's not whole life or universal life? No, I said I'm, I've already I've already been paying in because I when I was in the military and I was 23 I started it. Yeah, that doesn't and, mean it's term insurance necessarily. I'm asking, it's unusual to have a 30 year term insurance policy. You mean it's been level term for 30 years? You've never had an increase in pay in, in the premium? No, no, the premiums increased. I'm just saying I'm 30 years into it. So every year uh, it's increased. I, it started out as at five dollars a month. How when often I was did it 20, increase? Uh, about every five years, I'm up to forty dollars a month now. Okay, and for how much insurance? A hundred thousand. Okay, all right. Well, the way you we answer your question is, I mean, it sounds like you did buy a, a renewable term, and it's just your age is catching up with you because, of course, statistically, the older you are, the more likely you are to die. No kidding, and they charge more for it. That's how that works, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. It, the way we answer the question is, if you die today without $100,000 in term insurance with a paid-for house, the kids are grown and gone or no kids? Um, we have one left in home, but he's an adult, and he'll probably be out in the next couple of years. Okay. Well, he might be out tomorrow if you died today, because I'm not sure your wife can afford him without 100000 because all she's got to live on is your pension, right? Um, I have a, 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 a 457 of about 35,000. She is a teacher's aide, a teaching assistant with the local schools. And she has a, uh, re- she has a retirement with these, um, the state's pension. Okay. So if you die, can she be okay without the hundred thousand mathematically, not emotionally? Uh, that's, that's why, yeah, I, per, without any, um, professional advice, I feel like she would, but that's, well, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty much it. math. I mean, her pension, your pension and mm-hmm. no bills except, uh, insurance on the house and taxes on the house. Cause there's no debt and mm-hmm. she's not going to be supporting a grown person who's going to be gone. And, mm-hmm. uh, with your pension, her pension and it, whether or not she works the little teacher's aid job or not, she, can she pay her bills? That's the question. You know that. You don't need professional help for that. You can do a budget and look at that. Yeah. Well, we right now, we um, with my pension and her pay and my VA disability, we're... We Your VA disability 56. goes away when you do. Right. Yeah. That, she wouldn't so have that. About 56 right now. She wouldn't have that. So can right. she pay her bills on your pension, which she gets if you die, right? To my calculation, she could. Okay. And talk to her about that. Right. Before you drop this. Because if forty dollars if forty dollars means your wife is taken care of, you keep the policy. 
But if it doesn't, but if your wife's taking care of without it, and the two of you agree that you know we're paying for something we don't need, then mm-hmm. you can release it because basically the rule works like this. The way you think about it is this: if the kids are, because if you got to feed kids if they're little, we got to pay debt if we have debt. But if the kids are grown and gone, everything's paid off house and everything, and we have a pile of money, and you die, mathematically, she isn't going to notice. You don't have a pile of money, but you got a pension. So mathematically, that's when you become self-insured with financial planning. So you have, you know, for the rest of you out there, you know, you're 56, the kids are grown and gone, the house is paid off, everything's paid off, and you got $700,000 in a 401k and you die, I think she can probably make it. You've become self-insured by investing and getting out of debt and your need for insurance and raising the kids and kicking them out. That, that's, that, that's what does it. Okay. But if you buy, you know, if you keep the mortgage, keep the kids and keep the debt, you're, you're going to need it. You're going to need to keep insurance. So the financial planning, working the steps that we talk about, puts you in a position that you're self-insured. I think you may be, you're right on the bubble. I mean, if you told me you had 300000 in a mutual fund in your 401k, I'd feel a whole lot better. But you don't. In your case, yeah, I think she's okay, but I want her to be okay with being okay. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Joel is with us. Hi, Joel. How are you, man? Better than I deserve. Very cool. Merry Christmas to you. Good Merry to have Christmas you. to you. Where do you live? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster. Awesome. Welcome. Good to have you, brother. And how much debt have you paid off? $65,437 and one penny. Love it. How long did this take? 33 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? 42000 to 106500 I like that. In uh, a little under three years, you triple your income, almost almost triple your income. Yeah. What in the world? What do you do for a living? IT. And is you, were you in that field before? I was in the field during, and uh, I did take a side job for about three weeks at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that time, people from town went through the drive-through, and they were asking me, "What are you doing there?" And I said, "I got bills to pay." <laughs> there you go. So I had a few people ask me if I could help them with IT problems networks and long story short i helped a lot of uh, local businesses wire up computer networks and do wi-fi for large buildings yeah good for you and they made some good that's some great side money yeah good side hustle using your uh using your your uh skills excellent job what kind of debt was the sixty-five thousand? yeah so uh, i had two credit cards mm-hmm. and a lot of healthcare debt and a bunch of uh stuff pop up from a divorce mm-hmm. so i just had a lot of surprises along the way and uh, during my uh, debt process um i had a lot of health issues so i had a lot of ongoing expenses so mm-hmm. the majority of my debt was actually paid off in the last six months wow okay how are you doing now health-wise much better good i'm glad I'm getting glad. all debt was probably the best medicine it is good medicine <laughs> uh your, your body doesn't have to carry around that stress yeah and it's heavy very heavy yeah so that's very cool very cool and you get the health issues behind you you end up with more money because that's expensive yeah yeah I'm sorry you went through that, but I'm glad you're here now. Well done. Well done. So what started this whole process 33 months ago with the Ramsey process? That's a good question. Um, it actually started with a really low point in my life. Um, woke up one day and I was separated. So I was scared. It was the first day of the lockdown. Um, so one of the first things I did is I actually emailed the show, 
someone reached out and responded and said they would hook me up with a uh, Ramsey coach. I mean, your wife leaves on the first day of the lockdown? Yeah. Her timing sucks. Yep. <laughs> wow. So to, I actually, it was a four-year process, but the first year I had to, get, I had to move on from that. Um, but regards, it started with that financial coach, and she really calmed me down. And, you got um, one of the Ramsey coaches. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, she pointed out that I didn't have to pay all that expensive money for a divorce. So I found a lawyer that did it pro bono. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so from there, and the secret I found to get out of debt is I had to surround myself with people. So whether it was support groups, going biking with the guys, just finding more work, getting to know people, got involved with the church. I had just found myself surrounded. And the most important people were my parents. My father's actually here with me. And to be honest, I think a big part of the reason why I got out of debt is because my parents brought me up right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, your life has been completely turned upside down and transformed. And in the middle of that, you said, I, I am not carrying this debt. Wow. I mean, you're facing health issues, a divorce, and a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, God almighty, you get the Fauci quarantine and a dadgum separation and divorce all in the same lick. And that had to mess up your income simultaneously. And was your health bad about the same time? Quite bad. I mean, you got like a perfect storm crap going yeah. on there. That's amazing. Wow. So I, I want to follow up there because I think there are a lot of people that are watching and listening to your story right now. And uh, they got a lot of other factors going on in their life that are bad and maybe causing the money issues. And they look at getting out of debt and it seems insurmountable. I'm just curious with everything that Dave just laid out that you shared that you were going through, how much did the focus on the baby steps the focus to get out of baby step two, how much did that help you overcome all that other garbage that you were dealing with? Did it play a factor? A huge factor, to be honest. How I so? was I was in the first and second step going in and out. You know, there were mm-hmm. some months mm-hmm. where I would deplete that thousand yeah. dollar emergency fund. Um, and again, going back to people and surrounding myself, you know, there were some months that were tough. So people from the church would feed me. Mom would feed me, stuff like that. And uh, God showed up in amazing ways. Um, I should have actually owed more debt but I even had a local church step up and help me pay off some of my medical bills. So um, God was behind every corner of it. That's powerful. Mm. Wow. Look at you. Well done, sir. I'm proud of you. You're a hero. You fought through some pretty serious stuff there. It's amazing. I mean, and now you're the other side of all of it. Wow. Yeah. And a funny fact, actually, when I first started off with my debt-free journey, I didn't have any feeling behind it. Like, it was like, why get out of debt? There was just no emotion behind that at the time. So uh, one of the things I, I said to myself, well, if I get out of debt, I'm going to do a debt-free screen. <laughs> so here I am today. Oh, so that, that's like your motivation <laughs> so is to really come stand motivation. on that stage. Yeah. yeah. So we, was, ha- we have to mark this puppy. Got to have some reason to be excited <laughs> about this, right? We're going to Nashville. Load that's up right. the truck and head to Beverly. I love it, man. <laughs> Good for you. Well done. <laughs> Well done. I like that. That's fun. Well, I, you got to have something to aim at. It's one of the reasons we do this. People have this as a milestone. The main reason we do it is all the people listening, they're going to be inspired because there's somebody out there right now mm-hmm. that's facing a job loss, a health problem, and maybe even a relationship problem all at the same time. And they probably have $65,000 in debt. And look at that. And they and you're sitting up here going, you can do it. Yeah. Just your life says they can do it the way you've lived your life so well. Well done. Thank Proud you. of you. Very well done. Um, you did most of it in the last six months. Yes. So like half of it. Just about half. Yeah. So you've been, you've been, but your income came up from 42 to 106. So you had a great income. You had your health back. 
you could see the end of the finish line. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not mm-hmm. a train. And so you're just running hard the last six months. Yeah, it actually got a little easier um, because I figured out how to do my side work more or actually work less and get more done. So it, it, it was really neat. It was a great learning experience. I got probably the best part of the debt-free process was finding out what I am made of and who I am. That's awesome. I was going to ask, what's the emotional kickback now that you're done with this? You're about ready to do the scream, so we're not the finish line yet, because I know that matters to you. But emotionally, as you look forward in life, relationally, professionally, how do you feel about yourself? Yeah, um, for the first time, I'm hopeful, happy, and um, I, I can truly say that I'm resilient. You are. You are. You are. So the Ramsey coaches, that's one of the things about the Ramsey coaches. There's several thousand of them that we've trained around America. Some of them watching right now, some of and, our um, best and brightest Some of right our here. best coaches right here right now came down to watch this from inside our building. But we've got them all over the nation that have been trained by us. And one of the things they do when uh, I, I occasionally get someone intersect my life that's at the very, very, very bottom where you were when all that stuff happened. And then you don't have the strength to carry yourself right then they just pick you up and carry you through that so true they they get the first few steps under you and just hold you up and then once your feet start touching the ground again you can they'll let you go let you run but uh but somebody sometimes you just got to have somebody walk with you and you had a coach step in and do that exact thing with you i'm so proud of you guys well done sir you and those guys the, the coach that helped you well done very 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 well done what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is do the baby steps one at a time in order in order there's a reason that one is before two is before three yep and if the next one doesn't make sense focus on the current one yeah i like good four is after three for a reason yeah that's good i like that very good all right we've got the live and give box for you the baby steps millionaires book which that's the next chapter in your story the total money makeover book to give to someone that's struggling and hurting financial peace university membership all of that is for you to enjoy or give away and our way of saying thanks for coming down from lincoln pennsylvania to do your dead free scream joe you're amazing yeah you're amazing dude your hero sixty-five thousand dollars paid off in 33 months making 42 to 106 while life happened count it down let's hear a debt free scream three two one i'm debt free there it is that's the reason he's been pushing for that moment boom boom this is the ramsey shot Buying or selling a home is one of the biggest deals you'll ever make, and that comes with a ton of pressure. But you can close on your home with confidence and keep on top of your financial goals. You just need a roadmap showing you the right way, which is exactly why I wrote my new book, Real Estate the Ramsey Way. covers everything I've been teaching people about buying, selling, and investing in real estate for over 30 years. To get your copy, visit RamseySolutions.com slash store. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. We're glad you're with us. Merry Christmas, America. Eric is in Indianapolis. Eric, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. It's an honor to speak with you. Honor to speak with you. What's up? Uh, My question is, about a month ago, my wife and I decided that we were going to take the uh, final amount of our mortgage, which was about $49,000, and pay it off. Good. Um, because because we wanted to be debt-free and we didn't want it just sitting in our bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, my concern is since that's occurred, I've not received anything from the bank saying that I paid it off. When I look on my account online, it's all zeros. That's but good. I don't have any any sort of like 
you know, documentation other than that. And what, I'm wondering what, if what kind of uh, what kind of mortgage did you have? A traditional mortgage or a bank loan or what? Uh, it was a VA um, home loan. Okay, with who? Uh, it was through Chase. Okay, all right. Uh, Chase is uh, roughly the size of the federal government and about as efficient. Okay, so not, no, not to panic. All right. Number one, you got zeros on your account, so that's a good sign. I think I think you have paid it off. There's not they don't. There's not a question. They think you've paid it off. You think you paid it off, right? So, Correct. technically, what needs to occur is they will file a lien release, a mortgage payoff, at the uh, release of deed, a release of the deed of trust, a release of note, at your federal at, at your local county seat courthouse. If you live in Indy, it's Indy, okay? Whatever whatever county you live in, the courthouse records the deeds, and they also record the mortgage release. That is the important thing because that clears your title. Typically, they will send that to the deed when they finally get around to doing it. It might take them three months, okay? Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. But they'll typically send it to the register of deeds, the mortgage release, the register will file it, stamp it, send it back to them, and they'll send you send it to you. Um, if okay. you are worried about it at some point and you want to, maybe, maybe they never sent it to you. It, you don't have to have the receipt. The only person that has to have the receipt is the courthouse. It needs to be recorded as being paid off. A a lien release, a mortgage payoff release. Okay, form at the at the courthouse. So, uh, you know, th- that's what you want to verify has been done. If you want to, if you want to be nerdy about it, you want to call the courthouse or go down there and say, Hey, look up my mortgage. I paid it off. I want to see if they have released the lien yet. I want to see if they've released the mortgage and it's a one page thing. You're going to get a little, little bit of, it looks like a little, uh, legal document. That's one page long. It'll be folded up, have a couple of red stamps on it from being filed at the courthouse. And it'll be in your mailbox. They'll send it to you. It's like the final paid receipt kind of thing, but all they're doing is giving you a copy of what was filed at the courthouse. You can lose that and it won't matter. What matters is that the register of deeds at the courthouse doesn't lose it. That matters. Follow me. Understood. Okay, yep, so uh, check okay, check, just, check courthouse in uh end of January if you hadn't heard anything, and start calling Chase, and go, dude, y'all need to release this mortgage. What the crap? It's been it's been ninety days. Get off your butt, you know, and and you know start jacking on them a little bit because they 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 truly are. I mean, it's like working with a DMV. I mean, they're just they're awful. It's just they're they're horrible. These mega banks are just the worst. Um, but they they will get around to it. They do have a system. But they are in no hurry. It, to them, it's one of you're one of eighty bazillion people that that they're doing this with. Yeah, I love that quote when you said they're bigger than the federal government. It's really true. The amount of people, oh my they're God. not going to move quickly for you because they, honestly, they have to be in a state of shock that someone actually paid their house <laughs> off. That's yeah. part of it. No, they they get they. I mean, it, it no, just. Yeah. But it, it's you know, think about how many mortgages Chase owns. Yeah, that's a lot. And I mean, I how, how many credit huge. cards chase? I mean, yeah. how many towers full of people work for them yeah. and don't do their work most days because they hate their job? And <laughs> you know, oh my God, it's just pitiful. <laughs> so that that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. Eva is in Brooklyn. Hi, Eva. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Ken. Thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? 
So I currently have credit card debt at a 0% interest rate, which will begin accruing interest in May. Uh, this was before I was a listener. And I'm contemplating whether I should use stocks or mutual funds to pay it off. Alternatively, I could become uh, Morgan Cell intense about paying it off over the next five months. How much credit card debt do you have? $18,000. What do you make a year? Now I make $150,000. Good for you. What do you do for a living? I work in the architecture field. You're amazing. Well done. How much have you got in a single stock? So I have 30K in stocks, and that would uh, be considered short-term gains. And then I have 160K in mutual funds, which would be long-term, and then 40K in retirement. Good for you. Well done. Uh, I'd pull enough out of the mutual funds today, pay it off today. Okay. It doesn't, ma- we'll, it doesn't well, matter. Can... It doesn't matter. Why are you kidding? I mean, you're playing footsie with this stuff. It's just a, it's, you got a mosquito in your house, you know, just shoot the thing. Okay. And I won't be charged more taxes or fees. You'll be paid. You'll be charged taxes thing? on whatever you cash out in those mutual funds. You said it's long-term gain. So it'd be a 15% gain on the gain. If there is any gain. And I don't know when you put the mutual funds in, what your basis is, but we know 100% of it's not a gain. So let's say there's a $2,000 gain on what you pull out. Uh, you might have $300 in taxes, but I don't give a crap. Get rid of this credit card debt. And cut up those stupid cards, too. Get out of that I business. Will. I already have. Yeah, you're too smart for that business. Get away from those people. They're not good for you. Okay, we will do. Thank you. Yeah. If the percentage interest doesn't matter. The idea of being free matters. It, what here's what's you know it's just it's strange um we um we have completely and i guess it's ken's because we got trained by these ripoff industries with this debt products sure but um to be normalized it's normal to have a credit card it's no everybody has a car payment everybody has a mortgage everybody oh shut up everybody's broke and dumb too i don't want to do that that won't be everybody that's crazy. But we get so normalized with this stuff that they have tricked us into only analyzing our personal situation through the lens of math. Yeah. We are leaving out the emotional, relational, spiritual bandwidth that is being taken up. Now, let's just talk about this. It's for a great I mean, point. Seriously, this woman makes $150,000 a year. She is smart. Yeah. She's a brilliant Very lady. accomplished. Yeah. Okay. The amount of bandwidth she had to make a phone call to a national radio show because eighteen thousand dollars at zero percent is taking up bandwidth when she's got a hundred and something thousand bucks laying in a mutual fund. Correct. Because the zero percent we've been taught, you're exactly right. This is the matrix. No, no, she didn't want to be. She didn't want to feel dumb. Right. She want to feel wrong. Yeah. She wants somebody's an expert. Yeah. You know, somebody with a briefcase twenty miles from home to tell her what to do. Right. Right. And so, uh, yeah. but but the and I'm not picking on her. It's just the state of our psyche is. My point is to consider this whole debt issue only through the lens of math is extremely naive. Mm -hmm. There are so many more layers to slavery than the simple math. Mm. Slaves don't have choices. Slaves lay awake at night worrying about where they're going to eat. Slaves aren't generous. Slaves have a different personality style. Slaves keep a job that they don't want to keep because they got to pay the bills. Slaves are not even as nice to their own spouses. The borrower is slave to the lender. There are elements, there are layers in our lives that are much bigger than the 0% interest, and yet we've been taught 
that, oh, well, I mean, you, you can borrow money at 0% and put it in a mutual fund. It's just, it doesn't, we're not going to, yeah. the psychological weight, the anxiety of that is not even brought up. That's right. This is really about freedom. And, and everybody longs to be free to make a choice to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And you can't do that when you're shackled to debt. That's the big takeaway. And she's not shackled in a way that's limiting her. No. But it's just interesting. But that it changes my the way she is, thinks. In a, in, a, in a brain as smart as hers, yep. and she's just an example. I mean, I think she's awesome. Okay? Oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not picking yeah. her. But in a brain as smart as hers, this 18000 at 0% was taking up way more space than she realized it was. That's exactly In right. her brain. Yep. That is not 0%. That's correct. That's a very good point. That's the matrix, though. They've trained us to think, well, the number's good, so put up with it. Because it's a good number. Yeah. I'm smart because I got 0%. Yeah. It's their money. I mean, this couch I'm sitting on, 0%. <laughs> 90 days, same as cash. It rooms there. They went. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Merry Christmas. We're so glad you're with us. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman podcast. He is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us. Nate is with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Nate. How are you? Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, how you guys doing today? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? All right, so I am actually just turned uh, thirty yesterday. I am happy birthday. Debt free. Uh, thank you. I am debt free. Um, I am on baby step four, five, and six. I guess. Um, and my income is about. 85 to a hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, I'm trying to save up for a house. Um, but I was thinking of going a different route. Uh, so I want to try and save up as much money as I can for the next two to three to four years. Right. And I want to basically buy a piece of land and put a mobile home on it and just try to pay it off in one big chunk. Okay. I can save up pretty much 75 to 80% of my income. You're single. I have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but you're not, my point is you're not married. And so you don't have to talk yeah, her yeah. into living in a trailer. No, no, no. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, my question is, should I try and save up as much money as I can and try and just pay something off cash? Um, if you bought a piece of land and put a very, 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 very inexpensive trailer on it, that would mean you'd be living rent-free. Yeah. And you could, you know, very quickly then save up the money to build a house and get rid of that trailer. But whatever yeah. you pay for that trailer is going to be lost money. So we're not okay. talking about $30,000, and we're not talking about $20,000. We're talking about $10,000 or less. Yeah. Which ain't much, dude. Mm-hmm. This is not a high standard of living here. 
Yeah, correct. Yeah, your your girlfriend's not going to be impressed with your abode. Yeah, uh, so we already kind of talked about it. Um, she doesn't really care uh, where she lives. Um, well, she's not living there. You are. Yeah, but uh, don't tell her this, but I'm probably going to marry her uh, in 2024. Uh, oh, so. okay. Now we got a different part of the equation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been naming it in this whole conversation. Your secret it, is you safe just with us. Cha- you just cha- us and thirty million people. <laughs> yeah, we're, there's just about thirty million of us that have to keep your secret now. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> but the uh, uh, let me just tell you, it's a whole different equation for yeah. you to live in a ten thousand dollar trailer for four years, or your wife to live there for four years. And yeah. I know what she says, but I, I, you know, it's just a different equation. You can count on it. Guys, we can sleep under a bridge. It doesn't bother us. Not me. Ladies are, well, I know, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, we, we get accustomed to the finer things. We do, Ken. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, Motel 6 is roughing it. I'm just saying. But yeah. the, uh, She may change her mind halfway through this deal. I agree with you. My you question know. is, why are we why are we in a, I'm not saying it's a hurry, but why is this the scenario? Why isn't it, why let not me just, save a little Why not just longer? rent an apartment and save yeah. a bunch of money? If you're going to get married, yeah. I'd rent an apartment and save a bunch of money. Me too. I don't get oh, yeah. living out on the land. I would. I might live out on the land if it's me by myself, just because I love the math part of it. I uh, know. So, yeah. So, I'm actually hammering um, a duplex in Austin, and it's. Um, I'm probably going to be here for the next two to three to four years because uh, my rent is, like, insanely low. Well, yeah. Just location. stay there with her then after you're married and yeah. just... And then you don't need the trailer, but just pay cash for the land and then save up and pay cash for the build. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's not a, that's a no brainer. I like that better. Yeah. That, that makes a lot more sense, but we've had over the years, uh, Nate, we've had a lot of people that are listeners that have done the, I'm going to buy a piece of land and live, I'm going to build a barn with a bedroom in it, a barn dominium and live in the barn while we build the house. I've had people do that. I've had people uh, buy the $10,000 trailer, put it on there. They do that. Um, but I always answer questions like, what would I do if I were in your shoes? If I woke up and I was you knowing what I know now and what I know now is Sharon's not living in that trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Not cause she's a snob cause she's not. And not cause she wouldn't follow me anywhere. Cause she would. Cause you know that, you know, she'd do anything for me. Absolutely. But, um, oh my God. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah follow me anywhere as long as it's to the ritz or the four seasons but yeah <laughs> but the uh, uh <laughs> i'll follow you to the pool i'll follow the you seasons. to the pool yeah i'll follow you to the resort you just know better i'll follow you to the club the point but is the, you uh, just know better yeah well i mean we're old there. and we've done it we've been there done that yeah. on the sacrifice thing so yeah. uh but yeah but the point is um if i were at 26 and married uh, that would not, that'd be a different equation for me to do that by myself than I would ask my wife to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, some ladies are perfectly fine with that, and some aren't. And there's nothing wrong with either camp. Uh, it's not a bad, it's not a moral judgment, and it's not a snobbery thing or anything like that. I'm not too good to do that. So just keep your stupid little trolling to yourself on that. But um, that's not going to do with that. It's just got to do thinking through what is realistic, what is sustainable. What am I going to be able to do for a long enough period of time that it has the effect? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to take a minute. That's right. Carla is in Lansing, Michigan. Hi. Carla, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Dave and Ken, for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure. How can we help? Um, I, 
Well, my question is, I have an indexed annuity. Oh, no. And I have an, yeah, <laughs> I know. And I have an income for life rider on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm thinking of that it might be a good idea for me to exercise that, but because I don't know a lot about this, I thought I would call and get some expert advice. Yeah. How much? How much money you got in this thing? Uh, its accumulation value is one hundred and three thousand. How old are you? I'm seventy five. You have other money. And I'm debt free. You have other money. I have, yeah, I have thirty two thousand in a high yield savings. This is all your money, and then. I have a paid for home. Okay. Yeah. And I have a paid-for home, yeah. Um, I think the best route is going to be for you to cash the whole thing out and put it in a much better investment in a good mutual fund, I think. But without doing a detailed analysis on it, I'm not positive that's the case. I would not do what you're talking about. The, the, the It's not the best use of your 100000 for you to take the lifetime, I don't think. So sit down with one of our SmartVestor pros, click SmartVestor at RamseySolutions.com. They can help you do a detailed analysis and show you what your options are, and then you'll be able to make the decision. They'll come at this not telling you what to do, but with the heart of a teacher showing you how all the math works, and then you can decide what's best. I think it's going to come out best for you to cash it and put it in some mutual funds, but I'm not 100% sure. This is The Ramsey Show. Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a SmartVestor Pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a SmartVestor Pro in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid, non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Merry Christmas, America. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services for over 40 years. Neighborly has an exclusive network of trained local service providers backed by the Neighborly Done Right Promise. If it's not done right, Neighborly will make it right. It's a great company, you guys. Check them out. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey right now, and you can learn more. Today's question comes from Joyce in New Hampshire. I am far from a helicopter mom. But I'm desperate to find extra guidance for my son. He lives in Georgia, is 25, and graduated. Pop, 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 pop. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. you, you may protest too much. Is that, is that how the phrase goes? Uh, graduated from SCAD, that's Savannah College uh, of Art and Design, for anybody wanting to know what she's talking about, in 2020 with a degree in digital and game design. He got a job in esports industry wow. using his design degree. Loved his job. But in October 2022, 20% of the company was laid off. The same has happened at several companies. Since then, he has applied to literally thousands of jobs. I'll come back to that in a second. For digital design, project management, project management, UX, UI jobs. He has had interviews, and several times he's made it to the final rounds, only to lose to people who were hired because they had just a bit more experience than him. He's currently at a restaurant, exhausted, deflated, and just existing. Uh, as his mom, it's been devastating to watch. I'm so proud of him for his strength, faith, and resiliency. However, I fear all of these will run out soon. Okay. A couple things to point out here in the question. I'm not sure he's applied to literally thousands of jobs. That's a long. That takes a long time. If he's done that, that's part of the problem. Uh, This is the online submission only, where folks, you might as well be playing the lottery. 
Go look up the odds on winning the lottery, and you know what I'm talking about here. This is you're getting filtered out by AI. You are basically a nameless, faceless person, and you're playing the job odds. If we don't. That's what we you're don't doing. use AI at, at Ramsey, but we'll have fifteen thousand applications this year. Yeah, and we're not going to look at all of them. Yeah, it's it's it, not. I mean, I mean, we look at all of them, but like for half a second. Yeah. And so if you if that's all you did to apply for a job here and you count that as I've applied for thousands, the, you, you, you've wasted your time. 100%. And I hate to say that, but that's the reality. No, you waste folks. your time. If yeah. all you're doing is Monster.com, LinkedIn, yeah. and you're just dumping, yeah. you're downloading ZipRecruiter, you're downloading thousands of applications simultaneously, and all you're doing is just spraying and praying. That's exactly right. Second thing that's jumping out to me in this question is uh, he's gotten to final rounds a few times only to be hired by someone who had a little more experience than him. So there's two things as his mom, if you want to give him some wisdom and encouragement in this, we want to point out here. Number one, he's made it to some final rounds, so get back up on the horse. Welcome to the real world. This is competition where people are applying for these jobs, and you got to win, and you're not going to win every time. This is what sports has taught me, that I could give my absolute best, and it's not good enough. And that's just the reality. It sucks, but it's the reality. Second thing is, it might be that he's applying for jobs that require more experience than he has. We see this a lot with young people. My goodness, I've, I've coached thousands of people in their 30s and 40s who make this mistake. So what we want to do here is we want to make sure that we're applying for something that I know he has the experience for, and now he's got to win the interview process. Uh, and, and other than that, there's not much advice I can give I, here. I would, I would add one thing. Go for it. Okay. We have a digital art student. Right. Right? Am yeah. I missing something? No. Okay. So um, I'm going to work on interview skills. 100%. I'm going to work on my grooming, yeah. my dress, my smile, uh, my engaging eye contact, yeah. a firm handshake, yeah. a uh, the ability to connect with the other human. Yeah. Sometimes people in the creative community and the technology community haven't worked on those skills. That's right. Sometimes. Sometimes they have, mm -hmm. but sometimes they haven't. Uh, and they could be excellent programmers, yep. excellent digital uh, artists or whatever yep. he's doing in the gaming world here, um, and, and have crummy people skills. Yep. That, that's possible. It's possible. But there's and he's dejected oh, and deflated, and he's coming in with his lips stuck out and his tail dragging behind him. That's right. So and you got to get your tail up and be wagging. That's right. Wagging the tail. Wagging there's, the tail, There are baby. seasons where you have to do things like this. But I think there's three words that gets him where he needs to be. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Proximity principle. A hundred percent. Wrote an entire book on that. Number one bestseller. And it's it's how I started in my early 30s and broke into the broadcasting industry. It took me nine years to get to this personality role, something I dreamed of. So I'm not an overnight success. Very few people are, but it is about relationships, folks. It is, listen, that's where you get in the interview process and you pretty much just have to do a decent job. Well, your friend will get you the interview. That's right, because they, but they've They'll already heard good things stack. about you. Or your friend's dad that's will get right. you out of the stack. Your that's friend's right. mom then you will get you out of the, the stack, and then you get the interview. Yeah. So I, uh, I was talking to a young man this week who just graduated with his MBA, and he was top of his class. He won the award, number one guy wow. in the class academically. And he goes, now that I got my MBA. <laughs> and he said, I'm, I, he's changing jobs. Right. And he said, what's your advice? And I said, I don't tell anybody. Right. Just tell, just I you, you need that. to tell everybody that you want a new job and and you got an MBA.
That's right. Uh, that you're an awesome guy and you got an MBA. Not now that I got my MBA. Because I got to tell you, nobody gives a crap. Yeah. Nobody you, gives a crap. They you know don't what care MBA about stands sorry. for? You're the number one guy, but nobody cares. I'm, I'm, I'm a real I'm a real encourager. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> it's really true. I I mean, it's just oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, but I said you know, but you know the good the good news is that guy was sharp and he already has two job interviews set up. And I said, how'd you get those? He goes, one of the guys was was uh, in the MBA program with me, works at the company, got me in, got me in the job. That's the I said. Deal. See, the relationship got you the interview. Yeah. You'll go hold your head up. Look the guy in the eye, firm handshake. You'll get the job, and the MBA will just be a little window dressing to yeah. the whole thing. It is not the key to the door, baby. It You're the key not. to the door. MBA stands for means barely anything. <laughs> I came up with that the other day. I'm not. I'm not crapping on oh, MBA students. Oh, that's mean. No, it's not. It just means that. That's it's, what I. That's what I it just said. It means barely yeah. anything. You nailed so, it. As but, his mom, I would tell him to get the proximity principle. Uh, I tell you what, can we look this up, James, and send them one? We can find out who That'd this was. Because yeah. I don't. We, we just mail it. If he's a caller, I just give it to him right now. But yeah, send him a proximity principle, um, and um, have him go to KenColeman dot com and look at the interview technique. Yeah, uh, we have the, a free uh, guide there: how to win the interview. How to win the interview, and it includes yeah. grooming. You know? Yeah, it does actually. It does. It does. I, mean, I tell guys, iron your stinking clothes or steam them. Yeah. Some guys are a look job. Like you just slept in them. Yeah. And then what's you that come all in about? for work and take a bath. Oh my God. Yeah. It's amazing. It's true. Yeah. I'm not saying this kid stinks. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But he could. By the way, since the lady led the question with, I'm not a helicopter mom, this will blow your mind, Dave. That's like when you're dating a girl and she says, I'm not crazy. Right. You should mean you she's crazy. Lead with that. It means you're a helicopter mom. But, 100% of the time it means she's crazy. Uh, we're seeing more and more Gen Z parents show up to job interviews no. with their kid. No. It's absolutely truth. What is this? This a is care? It's from HR data. These are no the, actually yes. physically showing up at the showing interview. up with the kid. I, that let me. That's a hundred percent means I'm not hiring that kid. No. no, mommy walks in, you're done. Yeah, we're not, not even going to have a conversation. That happens at Ramsey. I'm going to tell him don't even conduct the interview. <laughs> the you know wussification what? of America. Mommy comes on the interview. Yeah, we should have a bat phone for Dave if somebody ever does that, and we call him, and he interrupts whatever he's doing. He walks in there and tells the parent what he really thinks about that. That oh. would be brilliant on television. Yeah. But this is happening. This is real. That's 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 just you got to let these kids go. Um, I mean, you have to let them live. I can't breathe. That's something I knew you weren't going to like that, but that is absolutely real. That is a growing trend where parents just cannot allow their kid to this, face this lady the unknown. Is, this, you know, we're picking on this lady, but she's she's just concerned oh, about yeah, she, I don't think she's a helicopter mom, but don't lead with it if you're not. That's a, that's a hint there too. But but seriously, she's worried about him. He hasn't been able to get a job, and that, so she's asking a solid it's question. It's tough. And it's I, tough I, when I you get kicked out of the I appreciate getting nest. the deal with it because it is hard out there and learning to – but I think the most important thing I've ever learned about getting a job was from you, and that's the proximity principle. Yeah. I think that is more effective oh, it is. than any – there's no resume technique. There's no guaranteed thing that makes you stand out. No. That's a bunch of crap, and it's not certainly not a degree. It, it, it's it's you got to get you got to get in the interview you got to win the interview but the first thing is you got to actually get the interview yeah and that's the proximity principle you got to know somebody inside there that'll open the door for you that's a big deal huge it is who you know this is the ramsey show 
Folks, changing your family tree takes more than rice and beans and side hustles. It's also about transferring the big financial risks off your family by having the right kinds of coverage in place. That's why my team created the Coverage Checkup Quiz. It only takes about five minutes to find out what types of insurance you need and don't need to protect your finances. Make this quiz one of your regular checkups starting right now at RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. That's RamseySolutions.com slash checkup. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. This is The Ramsey Show. Merry Christmas, America. Bill is in Indianapolis. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Um, hi, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's up? Um, I want to find out how bad of an idea it would be to gift my 18-year-old son my childhood home. Okay, so you own it free and clear. Uh, me and my brother. And Mom, your, your brother the, wants the, to no. give it to him as well. Yes, my brother. Uh, he yes, he's he's willing to give him his half. Um, yeah, I'm willing to give. What's him the my property half. worth? Uh, roughly right now, probably a hundred. Okay, it needs. Tell me it, about your son. The, um, great kid. I mean, couldn't ask for any better kid. Through school and stuff like that he has no ambition that he didn't want to go to college um and i wasn't going to push him uh you know just to send him to drink beer for two or four years I go with um that. what's he do so uh, he he got him a job uh working at a same factory where my wife works at mm-hmm. making what kind of money um, he's eighteen fifty, eighteen seventy five, something like that, right now. So you know, what's he going to do with his life? Well, he doesn't know yet. Mm-hmm. So you led the question: How bad of an idea is it? And I'm not trying to read too much into that, but me thinks For some that reason, you that think, makes it's, a think bad it's a bad idea. idea. Why do you think it's a bad idea? Yeah, what's going on? Well, I mean, just just handing. The, handing an 18 year old kid uh, a house mm-hmm. um you know the financial responsibilities it it needs it it hasn't had anything done to it since the 80s um it is stuck in the 60s when, from when it was built um wood paneling mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. acoustic tile ce- ceilings i mean <laughs> honestly to to make it a a really good flippable house. I mean, it needs to be gutted. Um, now, so, so, but but he could sell it today for a hundred k. I I think I think it would bring a hundred thousand right now, yeah. just the way it said yeah. needing to be flipped. Yeah. So really, the the thing is, this eighteen year old kid is making eighteen dollars at the factory, and we don't know what he's going to do with his life. You're handing him a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah, you are, because yeah. he could sell yeah. it right after yeah. you hand it to him. Yeah, he, he could. He could. He could. Uh, that's that, that's know, the terms. I, I don't think he would. I don't think he would do. My, my thing was was uh, you know if it, it was it was gifted to me and my brother by my mom. You mm-hmm. know she mm-hmm. claimed it to us mm-hmm. ten years ago. Um, so we have we have. You no weren't eighteen. Well, no, no. Okay. But you know if if we sold it, it would all it would all be you know 
capital gains, um, every bit of it. If I give it to him, if it's his for if he holds it for two years, then he could sell it as his primary residence, and, and that capital gains would be gone. Yeah, that's true. You don't have capital gains on it, though. You're, I mean, unless you got, did you get it as an inheritance, or did she give it to you prior to death? She just, just, just private. She, mom's still living, but she just, oh. she just deeded it. She deeded it to. Yeah, that. Well, you are um, right then. You've analyzed that properly then. Yeah, he, I wouldn't do it if I were you. I I'm would. trusting I you. Would. You would? Yeah, I'd give it to him. Really? Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna put some terms on it. Mm. Here's my terms. Okay. Oh, I want to hear this. Okay. I want him to have a plan. Yes. For his life. Right. And for right. the renovation of the property. Right. That's his sign that he and and the third thing is he promises never to borrow any money. Uh, um, yep, I I agree with that. So I want I want to see a plan for renovation. I want to see a plan for your life, and um and and, and you sign a, a letter that says I promise Dad, Uncle, and Granny I'm never going to borrow money. I'm going to use this as a way to become wealthy. I'm going to live here. I'm going to renovate it. I'm going to sell it for three or four hundred thousand dollars in three or four years after I fixed it up and pay no capital gains on it. Meantime, I'm going to have a career and I'm going to go do something and be somebody. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him 38 kinda, years old working. How, I don't want him 38 years old, still working there. I want him to go do uh, something yeah. with his life. Don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I do too. But you know, uh, uh, Hey Bill, today's 18, let me ask you 18 this. year old boys just don't have that drive. Yes, anymore. they do. Or a lot of them some don't. do. It's not about this generation. It's about the person and the environment. My question is, do you think your son, be really honest, do you think your son will honor that agreement that Dave laid out? I like that agreement. Do you think your son will honor it? Yes, I, yeah, I do. Okay. I'd like to see him have some more hardship. I don't disagree with Dave's conditions. I love Dave's deal. But I'd like to see an 18-year-old have to have to work hard, save for something. Giving him that is a big leap forward. Might let him live there for that, a year. That, that, rent-free uh, with the promise of giving it to him if he does a couple of these things. I want him to do something hard. Yeah, let, let's 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 put a little skin in the game. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a right. little like that. that. None of this is anything except I just don't want – I want this to be a blessing and not a curse. Yes. It's a curse <laughs> if he says, since I don't have rent, I don't have to work much and that's, I don't have to work hard. That's what and I'm And I can about. sit here in the old wood paneling and drink beer all weekend. <laughs> that's right. And that's worse than having sent him to school to, dr to drink beer for three years. So, I, I agree yeah, that's that. what you don't want to do. So if you get something where we put him up on a track and he has an obligation that he's going to fulfill mm -hmm. for his own good mm – -hmm then that's good. But maybe, maybe let him sit there a year, and at the end of that year, we will deed it to you. If you are doing these three things, uh, you're promising not to borrow money, you have a, a game plan to do the renovation, then you've already begun some of the light work on the renovation while you're there. And uh, I want to see some movement in your career. I want you to get up off your little butt and get in gear. And if you're going to do all that, we're going to give you a free house, buddy. If you're not, then you're going to go be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Might might go for a year on it and try. I want to use it as leverage to get him moving. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I want gumption. Yeah. I yeah. need there's an old word we don't use a lot, but I think I want to see gumption out of the kid. And I think the dad is worried about that. Yeah, he, well, he's just worried, you know. The downside is is if you you know, it's the uh, a miniature version of a trust fund baby, not quite. But I mean he, I he, agree. That's why I wouldn't give it to him yet. Yeah, I think I think put some stipulation on it, maybe do a delayed handoff, that kind of thing. That I like the idea of where it could take him mathematically yes. if he plays through. And what you're saying, Bill's very true. He holds it two years. He sells it. He's going to have all that money tax-free. It's a tax-free up to 250000 
gain, and it'll probably be a full gain uh, for a single. If he's married by then, you know, it would be uh, $500,000 that he could make on that house and have no taxes. So, yeah, fix it up, live there until he's 25, he's married, and he makes some serious bank. And by then his career has taken off because he's got a whole game plan. He's got he's got up and got moving. And, yeah, I like that, that, that kind of thing. If he's just going to sit on his butt and work as little as he can work, I'm going to work. I'm going to get there late and leave early and not do much while I'm there. And uh, look, I'm working for the weekend. I'm Huey News, right? Huey Lewis in the news, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and it's just, uh, yeah, if that's you, then I, I'm not supporting that activity because that's not a blessing. That's not going to give him the life he wants because I love him. That, yeah, that kind of thing. That's what I'm looking for, Bill. But it's a great discussion. And what a generosity move on your yeah. brother's part. Wow. On your part, but great on your uncle. brother's part for sure. Yeah. That's very kind to him. I mean, that's 50,000 bucks he's handing his nephew. That's I was sitting there thinking, well, you and your brother could fix that sucker up and flip it and then well, give the tax, young man some investment. I get it, but I'll pay taxes if I got a bunch of profit. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you could go there. I, yeah, it's interesting. It's a great Mama's it's a house, great Mama's still alive. So, yeah, there's some in, interesting. She'd yeah. rather have her grandbaby in there. Well, that's true. But, um, but you know what? I, you've nailed it. I, I'm worried about him getting adult camp. You know, he's working at the factory where mama works, and then he's got this free place and party hardy and all that garbage, and it's not real world. And yeah. I think that's I what mean, we need I mean, you and I of. don't know anybody that would have done something like that at 18, other than the two people <laughs> sitting here. But, yeah, <laughs> we're the only guys that know anybody like that. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would have messed that deal up. I'm afraid I would have as oh, well. Oh, I promise you I would have messed that up. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Isaiah 29, 24. Those who are confused will gain understanding, and those who grumble will accept instruction. Jordan Peterson says, in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jordan, you got it down, man. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You got that one dialed in, buddy. (laughs) Proud of you. (laughs) You scored. Yes. So fun stuff. Yeah, I uh, went to uh, our friends at Daily Wire um, here here in Nashville uh, that have Jordan and um, Ben Shapiro and others on their team. And, uh, of course, Jordan has spoken for us. I've been on Ben's show. I've known Ben a long time. And uh, Sharon and I went to their Christmas party the other night. Oh, I didn't know this. And they were kind enough to invite us. And uh, so we went down, hung out with them, and got to talk to Ben a little bit. I hadn't talked to him since all this stuff has gone down in Israel. And, uh, man. It's pretty rowdy around their place. The oh, I can um, imagine the death threats mm. that he is getting right now uh, uh, with the anti-Semitism that has risen is just nuts. Um, he, um, he he's just pretty nonchalant about having twenty-four hour a day security in his home. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's just, the only security I've got is the Second Amendment laying by my bed, but and wow. I, but not as many people. I mean, people are mad at me and hate me, but nothing like those guys. Oh, yeah. Those guys, man, they so get sad. crap. Wow. It's amazing. But they were having a nice Christmas party. It was nice of them to do That's fun. Ben, ben is a really, really genuinely nice guy. Great, great folks. All right. I'll name drop a little. Max is in uh, Toronto, Canada. Hey, Max, what's up? Okay. Hey, Max, how are you? Hey, doing well, sir. Great to speak with you again. You too. You obviously don't remember, but two years ago we spoke. My parents were going through a messy divorce, and you helped me get in touch with 
a pastor who really blessed my life. So I wanted to thank you for that first. Very cool. Very cool. How can we help today, sir? Yeah, the reason for the call today is I wanted to, I guess I'll just give you the question and then give you the background information. Wondering if I should quit my job to pursue a full-time career as an entrepreneur in the social media space. Okay, what kind of space? Yeah, so kind of my idea right now would be to do predominantly on YouTube as well as longer form podcast content. Are, well, what's, your, kind of what's your content? What what are you offering on social what, media? What, what, are, what is the career area you're in? What's your what's it, what are you what are you helping people with? Yeah, so your your phone's breaking up. Try one more time. It would be for self improvement for young men, kind of in fitness. You broke okay. up again. I think you said fitness. Did you say fitness? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what do you do now? And what do you make in that job? I think we're having all kinds of problems with uh, Max on the connection there. Max, you there? Can you hear me? Okay. No, no, we can't we can. hear you. I'm gonna at put all. you on hold. See if yeah. they can get you fixed up. We'll Sorry come back to that. you. Cadron uh, is Cadron. Uh, Cadron is up and in Seattle. Hi, Cadron. How, how are you? Hi, I'm well. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? So, um, my husband and I are recently married in our 40s. We each own our own home. Uh, he has sold his. We are now living in my smaller home. He has a stepdaughter um, who we have about 50% of the time. And so we need to um, buy a house that is closer to her school district. Um, and we also just need a little bit more space. So our, my question is, um, we have a couple of options. Option one is for us to keep this current home we're in, uh, keep it as a rental, uh, and buy a house up in near this other school district. Uh, I assume the home that you're in has a mortgage and your new home will have a mortgage. Correct. Okay. I would not do that then. Okay. Yeah. You're becoming a landlord by default, not by plan. Mm-hmm. You weren't, if you were living over in that other property and had a mortgage, you wouldn't look up and go, I'm going to go buy a rental over there in that other neighborhood with a debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is by default. It's not by plan. You're going to end up, you you need to use every bit of equity you have and put it on that other house to have as little debt over there as you can have and get that other house paid off. When your personal residence is paid off, save up and buy a rental with cash later on if you can, when you can. But until then, right now, what you all need is to get a paid for home to live in. Okay. That make any sense? That's the direction we always take people. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I'm just wondering, our 10-year plan is that in 10 years we would move back to this area where we currently live, um, because this is ultimately where we would want to be after my stepdaughter graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. So even if that was our plan, would you still give that same advice? Yes, and I'll give you another reason now then. Okay, on top Mm -hmm. of that, um, Mm -hmm. I own a home that we lived in for 13 years and I raised our children in. And then we built a home about the time they all left. That home has been sold. We're in a third home since then. Um, But we've kept the other property as a rental. It was all paid for all along. It is an emotion. And I know this. I've known this for, I grew up in the real estate business. I've been warned about this since I was 18 years old. This is returning to a property you used to live in after tenants have lived in it is emotionally rough. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't do what 
they didn't it, it's they didn't take care of your old your old baby you know mm-hmm. and moving back mm-hmm. into it is really hard because mm-hmm. it shrinks after you leave Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when you go back to your elementary school like what they do with those rooms they were huge when right. i was a kid and they're tiny how did we even get in the door in these little bitty rooms and and right, you know we right. i went back to one of the houses we lived in when we first got married and the people were kind enough to let us go in i found the shower i used to take i don't know how i got in the thing it was so small <laughs> yeah it just shrunk considerably and i i couldn't have gotten any bigger that's not possible but <laughs> no it's emotional you will have 10 years worth of renters that you will have to rehab and clean out and you'd be better off just to buy a different house and um and that plan might not take place also it might you might not be moving back there you got a lot of fresh change in your life right now Mm -hmm. and to anticipate what's going to happen 10 years from now in light of this all this fresh change is very difficult i would just make my life simple clean sell it let's go take care of this teenager get her in the right school raise her when she's gone then we'll reevaluate where we want to live we might come back there we might not and you're not tied to it in any way by decisions you made a decade before I just dump that money over into that other house, get that other house paid for, build you a big old pile of cash. So you got options from 10 years that are completely unlimited. I'd put yourself in that position. It is so weird. You ever done that? Gone back to a house oh, you yeah. used to live in? Yeah. I went back to my boyhood home. Um, about 10 years ago, we went back where my dad had started and pastor church for a long time. We moved away when I was 12, went back. So excited to show my family and it looked like a dollhouse. Mm-hmm. And I and I, my vision was I remember playing in this room and I thought it was massive. Yeah. And I looked at it and it was like a cubby. Yeah. So yeah, I, for my boyhood home, it blew my mind how small it was. Yeah, the house I grew up in was an incredible home, and it was it was one thousand and four square feet. <laughs> yeah, that's about what mine was. My dad said it was just a little bit over a thousand square Hard, feet. Hardwood floors, bath and a half. Yeah, yeah. Three, three bedrooms, bath and a half, and um. My my parents bought it in 1963. Yeah, um, and uh, for twelve thousand five hundred seventy five dollars. And uh, uh, the we did not. I thought I didn't know living rooms all had furniture because ours didn't have furniture. I when my when we made enough money several years later to buy living room furniture, and prior to that, that room sat empty oh. like for five years. Wow, or more. I mean, I was a little kid when we got living room yeah. furniture, but I was a little kid with, and we played in that living room. It was like our own little gym. Yeah, of course. Because it was empty. And, <laughs> uh, great. but they, they, you know, finally got living room furniture and put in there and oh my gosh. Did your mom put plastic on it? No, they, huh. that was one of their things. They wanted, they said, if you're, you should live in the living room. I agree. It should not be a museum. Love that philosophy. It yeah. should not be a museum. They, they loved the idea that when great rooms came out. They did away with the formal living room. Oh, yeah. And it was just one big family room. Yes. Yeah, big great rooms. I remember when great rooms came in in the 70s. Wow. Yeah, so that that whole thing. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting um, set of emotions. Yeah. yeah. I like cool. what you said. The advice is so great because you said options. That is the operating word. Give yourself options. For big old future. pile of money and options. And simplicity will add to your pile of money. It's good stuff. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.
Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be boring. You just need a budgeting app that's made with you in mind. And that's Every Dollar. The Every Dollar app has helped millions of people work the baby steps and take the stress out of planning and managing their money. Start budgeting with Every Dollar for free right now. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar and download the app today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar. 